the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you had an opportunity to watch the uh, Ohio Republican senatorial debate on uh, Monday night. Uh, I wasn't able to watch all of it live. I recorded it, watched part of it, and then watched it later on in the evening. And to be really honest with you, I thought it was an excellent debate. And uh, I have not said that often about debates. I think, yeah, I hate to say it, but I think many of the debates are just kind of worthless. Uh, I thought it was beneficial. I thought it was well moderated. And I think the candidates did a pretty good job. Well, it's my privilege to welcome one of those candidates for the Senate from the state of Ohio. Frank LaRose is Ohio's 51st Secretary of State. He has served in our state Senate. He has served in the U.S. Army Reserve. He uh, was part of the U.S. Armed Special Forces Green Beret, and he was also an Eagle Scout. And I consider him a friend. Frank LaRose, thank you for taking time for us this afternoon. Welcome. Well, Bob, I consider you a friend, and thank you so much for the chance. I'm glad you caught our uh, job interview. That's what I consider (laughs) this. I'm not there to talk to the moderators, or even my opponents who seem to spend a bit of their time bickering with each other. I was there to talk to Ohioans. (laughs) We've got a country to save, and that's no small matter. And it starts with beating Sherrod Brown, but then it means actually sending somebody to Washington who shares our values is going to fight for our conservative values. I'm proven on that, and that was the case I was making directly to the voters on, uh, on Monday evening. Uh, were you pleased with the uh, with the moderators? Because often after a debate, the candidates, you know, say it was unfair, it was terrible, it was horrible. I actually thought the moderators did a pretty good job. Did you? You know, I, I was. Um, I thought they did a fair job. It's um, often a low bar because so many members of the media <laughs> That's are true. That's true. In the wool liberals, and they can't even hide it. They just have contempt for all of us conservatives and people of faith. I think that uh, these two moderators did a good job. And and, and yes, they maintained a, a good flowing conversation. They asked tough questions, which they should ask. That's sure. their job. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think they did a fine job. Well, and they kept all three of you pretty much in tow. <laughs> you know, they, they kept the, the yelling and shouting over each other, which is so distracting in debates and I think counterproductive. And I, I was very pleased with that speaking of that that's not my nature that's not my nature to begin with I think there's there's you know you you can be a conservative without being a jerk and that's my goal to be a joyful warrior i am a proud conservative i fight for life i fight for second amendment rights for limited government but i do so with a smile because we're talking about human freedom 
<laughs> that's, that's funny that you use the term jerk, because as I watch most of the presidential, the Republican presidential debates, I thought, you know what? They all look like a bunch of jerks. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad you said that. I'm just curious, what kind of preparation do you do for a debate like that? Do you do you do do you have a practice debate where you have someone pretending to be Marino and do you I mean do you do you get into that kind of preparation for a debate? Well, you know, the, the night before I shared a, a video on social media, it was a cold, snowy night, and I went, my wife thought I was crazy. I went out for a run, a long run. That's one of my uh, things that I like to do, and that, that's part of The good news is I come well-prepared because of my life experiences, having served on the border as part of a counter-narcotics task force, having served in the U.S. military, being a member of the middle class, unlike my opponents, that actually knows how much this economy is hurting families. So in that sense, I'm well prepared. Uh, we did do some debate prep, uh, some practice and, and that kind of thing. You know, the most important thing I did, and that was something that I did with my wife and my entire campaign team right before I went out on that debate stage, is that we went to the Lord in prayer. Oh, and amen. that's the most important debate prep I could do, and I think it prepared me well. Well, one thing I want to commend you for, and um, I don't even know whether I should say this, but from my very unprofessional opinion, I thought you won the debate hands down. I, I, I mean, I really did. And the reason, the, the greatest reason I say that is you didn't get into the mudslinging as the other candidates did. I know that appeals to a lot of people. Nothing, nothing, nothing turns me off more than the mudslinging and the the determination to make my opponent look as bad, as bad, as bad as I possibly can. For the most part, I think you stuck to the issues. You obviously responded. And yes, you did attack uh, positions. But I didn't think you got into the mudslinging. And I commend you for that. I prefer to make it about ideas. And yes, there are contrasts, very clear contrasts between me and my opponents. One is that I'm actually proven when it comes to being a conservative. Of course, every candidate in a Republican primary, unless they're a fool, is going to say they're going to say they're pro-life. They're going to say they're pro-gun. I don't have to say it. I've actually proven it. And yes, when I pointed out that there was a, a pretty profound difference or maybe an inconsistency where uh, both of my opponents have had some pretty liberal views in the past. I just simply mentioned it and then asked my team on social media or on you know email to share that out with the world because people should know those differences. And so that's the way that I approach it. Well, and of course, you say you are a seasoned conservative. Your opponents will say, well, you're just a, a hardcore politician who's spent most of your life in politics. How do you respond to that? Uh, well, that's that's silly on its face. Both of these guys have been involved in politics longer than I have. When I was still a, a soldier on active duty in the Army, they were funding campaigns and running for office and actively involved in things. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having experience. And I, I have eight years of state legislative experience and five years as Secretary of State. I'm also the youngest guy on the stage. And I've also, I spent more time in the military than I have in politics. So, you know, I love public service. I'm doing it because I think it's a way to leave this country safer uh, wealthier, uh, more free than it was, and, and that's my goal. But um, a career politician—that's that, not me. I, I'm I'm the average guy when you compare to, to to the other two up there that are really pretty elite guys when it comes to personal wealth and and connections and and all of that. 
We're talking with Frank LaRose. Currently, he is the Secretary of State here in Ohio. But he is running for the Republican nomination for the United States Senate. Uh, Frank, you know how down and dirty American politics have become. And the higher you you rise, the dirtier, the more difficult it comes becomes for you and your family. So you were not going into this blindly. What pushed you into getting into this fray? What was it that drove you to become a candidate for the U.S. Senate? This is something I've been observing over the last couple of years. I think it's it's um, always something on the campaign trail where people talk in you know exaggerated terms or whatever else. At this point, it's not an exaggeration to say we've got a country to save. Mm-hmm. This country is heading in a fundamentally dangerous direction, and the U.S. Senate is is the place where you can truly make a difference, especially this race. Right. This is the race we have to win to take back the majority. Only if we beat Sherrod Brown can we take the majority back in the United States Senate. And so in that sense, the whole country is watching this. There's another thing. When I was 18, I raised my right hand and took an oath to enlist in the Army. And I decided in that moment that this country is so precious, so dear, that it's worth dying for. There are very few things in this life that are truly that precious, your faith, your family this country is worth dying for. Well, this country is also worth living for. And that's a decision I made prayerfully with my family, um, you know, many months ago when I decided I wanted to run for the United States Senate. All right, Frank, I understand we can have you for one more segment till the top of the hour. Is that still correct? Yes, sir. All right. We're talking with Frank LaRose, candidate for the U.S. Senate. We need to take a quick break and then we'll be back. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live, my guest, Frank LaRose. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Twitter at twitter.com slash Bob Bernie Live. And we're talking with Frank LeBose, Ohio's Secretary of State and a Republican candidate for the United States Senate. Uh, Frank, let's deal with the elephant in the room endorsements. Okay? I-, I am absolutely certain you would have loved to have had the endorsement of Donald Trump, J.D. Vance, probably Jim Jordan, Uh, you didn't get them. I mean, that's just fact. How do you think that that impacts your campaign? Not much. And here's what Ohioans are looking for. They're they're looking for a conservative fighter who shares their values. And uh, endorsements are nice to have. It's a seal of approval from one elected leader to another, but it's not what most voters make their decisions based on. Voters don't walk into the voting booth and and, and bring a list of who endorsed who. What they want to know is who's going to fight to secure our southern border. Well, that's where I'm abundantly clear and have the experience having served on the border to do that. And and I actually put out a plan this week that calls for sending three military divisions to the border. That's not a extreme idea. I served on the border in uniform over 20 years ago. 
they want somebody who is going to fight for parents' rights. Listen, the governor made a very bad decision a couple weeks ago. Thank God our state legislature yes. overrode that yeah. just yesterday. They, they, they want to know that somebody's going to fight to get our economy back on track so families can provide the lifestyle that they desire and keep more of what they earn. Those are the things that people are focused on. And that's where I'm the clear choice. I'm the one that voters know can defeat Sherrod Brown. And I'll give you this as a data point. You only need to look who the Democrats and the media, which is to say one and the same, who they attack is who they're most afraid of. The Democrats, the media have ignored both of my opponents. They've consistently attacked me with just one lie after another. It's because they believe I'm the most dangerous weapon against Sherrod Brown. And that's why I continue to lead, lead in the polls. Um, Frank, I, I hear people all the time ask candidates, what will you do the first day in office? Well, I think that's kind of silly. You can't do much the first Take day. The oath. The first day I'll take the oath of office well, and thank God for, for yeah, that opportunity. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But I want to thank you. I want to ask you, if the yeah. people of Ohio send you to the U.S. Senate, what do you want to accomplish in the first few months? And I don't want pie in the yeah. sky. I want the sure. things that you actually want to accomplish and the things that you believe you can accomplish in the first few months in the U.S. Senate. No, and I like the way that you phrase that. Too many people make these promises they know they can't keep. Like, mm-hmm. on the first day, I'm going to do this. Let me tell you what I'm going to do in the beginning weeks, months in the U.S. Senate. Uh, I'm going to introduce a bill called the RAINS Act. It has passed repeatedly in Congress. It has died in the Senate because there hasn't been a conservative to take it up. It pulls back the reins on the bureaucrats. Some of the worst things that the federal government does don't happen on the House floor or the Senate floor. They happen on the 20th floor of some federal office building where bureaucrats who are completely unaccountable invent rules and regulations that your family, your business, your community has to follow. The RAINS Act would be a big step forward in pulling back the reins on all the nonsense government regulations. Something else I want to focus on as Ohio's you know, at that point, former chief elections officer, somebody that knows election integrity quite well and has been recognized around the country as a leader on election integrity, is to introduce a bill called the ACE Act. I helped write this. It has passed Congress. It's got over 200 co-sponsors in Congress. But again, it dies in the Senate because we don't have a conservative leader there to take it up. ACE stands for American Confidence in Elections. And it really gets other states to do what Ohio's done all along, like removing dead people from the voter rolls and checking IDs. And, um, you know, having a paper ballot that we can audit. Those are some of the things that I want to do. Want to make the Trump tax cuts permanent. Want to unwind these Green New Deal policies that the Biden administration has put in place that cost billions of dollars and don't actually create any kind of reliable energy. And the list goes on and on. Some of the most important decisions, though, Bob, that I make in the entire six years of a first term in the Senate would be made in the first few months. And that is the appointment process. I hope and believe Donald Trump's going to be back in the White House, and he'll, I'm sure, appoint a good Secretary of Defense, a good Secretary of State, a good Secretary of Transportation, on and on. But just let's imagine a scenario where somebody else is elected, uh, maybe even Joe Biden for a second term, a terrible thing for this country. We would need to have senators that have the courage to demand that they would hold up those cabinet appointments until they actually get people that we can trust to lead these important federal agencies. Two quick questions. Number one, should we do away with mail-in voting? 
you know, the way Ohio does it works well. That's a, that's a choice for the state legislature. I'll tell you this, that um, if the state legislature chose to do away with that, I'd be fine with that. But what we have in Ohio is you got to prove your identity when you request a ballot using your signature that has to match the signature on file, your identification numbers, and then you have to prove your identity again. So there's actually two identity checks. You have to prove it when you request it and, and prove it when you mail it back in. We outlaw ballot harvesting in Ohio, and we're very strict. I've referred hundreds of people for uh, law enforcement action because we catch people on occasion doing the wrong thing. And so the way we do it in Ohio is the best way to do it. And as long as we have it, people on our side need to take advantage of it. It is one of the many ways to cast your ballot. So don't be afraid of, uh, of using that. Okay. I know you obviously believe we have fair and accurate elections in Ohio. I mean, you're a secretary of state, but do you believe that nationwide we have fair and accurate elections in America today? Yeah, I've been very clear about this. The way Ohio does things is the right way. In fact, that's why I was the only Secretary of State in America to get Donald Trump's endorsement when I was reelected in 2022. I think that speaks volumes. Other states have a lot of improvement that they need to make. And some very bad things happened in 2020 that we need to be aware of. They're often not the shiny object things that people make YouTube videos about, mm -hmm. but they're things like states not taking dead people off the voter rolls or not checking IDs or settling last-minute activist lawsuits and allowing the ACLU to rewrite their election laws. All of those things happen in other states, and that can't continue. We have to be firm about that. All right, we've been talking with uh, Frank LaRose, currently Ohio's Secretary of State, and desires to represent the state of Ohio in the U.S. Senate. Frank, we've got about 30 seconds. How can our listeners learn more about Frank LaRose and your campaign? Well, our website is franklarose.com, and I'd encourage you to take a look at that. Maybe even consider pushing that button that says donate on there if you're so inclined. Keep us in your prayers. Uh, that's the most important contribution you, you could make. And honestly, I'd say pray for my opponents as well. As people of faith, we believe don't pray for them to win, but pray for them <laughs> because it's a lot of stress on families. And All right. Frank, as so always, much, it's a delight to talk with you. Let's do it again soon. All right. And I will pray for you. All right, Amen. we'll be back with more Bob Birdie Live. Hi, this is Kim Dolan Leto, ESPN Fitness Champion. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.